You know, I was born back in the 80s, so during my rush, I would have actually seen some weird, odd things going on. You know, the 80s were a time of changes to safety, to design, to, you know, new features, new possibilities into this automotive world, getting rid of chrome bumpers and going into integrated bumper systems, part of a unibody platform. It's all interesting stuff, but at the end of the day, I always just have to ask myself... Why does my uncle with two kids have a daily driver as a cargo van? What was the purpose of this? Well, the purpose originally started out in the 1970s. And if you saw one at a car show when you were younger, you thought it was both interesting and odd that somebody would do that. Really, who in their right mind would look at a Ford Econoline van and say, I can make that look cool? Well, there are people out there that do think that, and those people brought us the world of aftermarket van. And that is what we'll be talking about today on the Autolux Podcast. Autolux Podcast coming to you anytime, anywhere from around the globe on any major streaming site from Autolux.net. Well, welcome back to the Autolux.net podcast. I am your host, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from eMedia Entertainment, Feedspot.com, Podbeam.com, and on one of the greatest automotive sites you'll find on the internet, Autolux.net. Trust me, if you haven't been there, stop by, check it out, and go through some of our famous end-of-the-year ratings, podcasts, corporate links websites. We have the most extensive list on the internet. If you're looking for a car company somewhere in the world, we probably have it on the autolux.net corporate websites tab. So like I said in the intro, custom vans. Like we get it, you know, people have always utilized vans for other purposes. How many delivery people out in the world were sleeping in their van before it was ever even cool in the 70s? Who ever thought to take this cargo van that they had to go deliver stuff to and say, hey, I could put a water bed in there, a strobe light, a mini bar, an actual lazy boy chair where I could hang out. Literally, I, this could be my living quarters. I could essentially live in my van. But that wasn't the point back in the 70s. The point back in the 70s was to make it cool and make it shagtastic. Yeah, that's what everybody wanted. But that industry eventually led us into the 1980s with minivans. Like, for God's sakes, how do you make these things look cool? There are ways, you know, picking up the, you know, hot woman from down the road. But, like, really, they weren't cool. Minivans in their infancy were not cool products. But by 1989, one company tried their hand at making them cool. And along with their new partner and CEO, Carol Shelby and Lee Iacocca, Dodge decided to add a turbo in from Mitsubishi over into their caravan. Let's take this great bestseller and uh, make the dads actually feel cool driving it. Seriously. <laughs> Not everybody thinks a minivan is cool, and some of the people that are forced to drive them, they don't think they're cool either. So let's make it better. The turbo caravan with the five-speed. A standard minivan? Like, we've heard of those before. But with a turbo? Is that cool? <laughs> it sure is. And even though the original marketplace never took off until the late 90s by doing any aftermarket modifications and tuning, two minivans mostly imported, but some domestic. The aftermarket world of vans didn't hit the North American marketplace big at all. To this day, we don't have some great products that Ford has on the other side of the world. In Europe and Asia, on the other hand, MPVs were big in the 90s just like they were in the United States. But people over there, well, they don't have full-size trucks, so a lot of people use vans to tow around stuff. But, you know, when you're pulling your, your sweet-ass Ford Focus RS to the racetrack, to go slide around, do you really think you want to look good in the vehicle you're coming in? In North America, they get these big, you know, Ram 3500 diesels in the Laramie package. Like, it oozes leather and chrome and luxury. Some of these people are taking 
taking these things, dropping them right to the ground, and making them a little bit cool. Like, trucks can be low riders too. But what about our vans? During the 90s, Ford took a look at it and saw the European marketplace and how some people were adding lowering springs, adding some more power, making them look cool and make them faster. We got the arrival of the Ford Supervan. Wow, this thing was fun. This thing was fast. This thing was not what you expected from a van. But Ford wanted to make it look cool and wanted to make it inspire people. Essentially, Ford in their supervan helps create the MPV market of the 90s. They wanted to take minivans or in European marketplaces, multi-person vehicles or MPVs and make them look good, make them fun, make them cool. Well, over in Asia, they got tons of these tall, you know, tall hatches or, you know, the key cars. Products like the Mitsubishi Delica or Delicia, the Ford Tank, the Honda Stepwagon. These were products that a lot of people in Asia had. Like their marketplace is pretty big with vans. Because when you're limited on space to park things, a lot of people don't own a lot of vehicles. You can't, it's not like the North American marketplace where you have this sprawling acres or this huge driveway. Even in the suburbs, you can fit four vehicles into. So, like these people in these major cities that are still buying vehicles aren't looking at, at any of that. They're looking at the one vehicle they need, the one vehicle to do it all. Today that has changed, but back then people were looking at vans, tall hatches, crossovers. And like we said, we wanted them to be cool. And in Asia, especially Japan, they want these things to look cool because tons and tons of people buy them. So they created sport versions of it. Over in Europe, you get sport models, formula editions, AMG line all backed by major companies. The aftermarket industry was there, but people needed to see it. These make amazing key vans were, you know, inspiring people. They're saying, hey, I don't need a Nissan GTR to look good and fly around. I got, you know, I can fit me and four other people, minimum, into my tiny little cargo van that's decked out with all the top stuff. And hell, I got more interior room. I could do even more. Whereas in the 70s, waterbeds and strobe lights and minibars. We get now into the late 90s and early 2000s, we get playstations we get an xbox now later on we could play wii we can literally have competitions with our vehicles being the entertainment but this is just in the cities the aftermarket world for vans like we said originally started in these big vans and it started moving out in Japan, like we said, they don't have big trucks. Full-size pickup truck market is very minuscule when you consider it around the globe. Like Australia has an import scene, but they're not big there. You know, Canada, US, Mexico, hell, China now is getting big into full-size pickup trucks. And now Australia is importing even more of them, which is kind of pushing you know, some of the bigger players to start looking at having full-size trucks there. But like markets like Japan and Europe, they don't have big trucks, but they have big vans. And with these small key vans, MPVs already customized, people are utilizing, especially in Japan, Ram vans. You know the old Dodge Ram, you know, 150s and that. They had those cargo vans. Nice round front end. Will look kind of good on, you know, small rally tires that they put, you know, Nissan GTRs onto. Let's add some of that to our van. We're going to the track. We're bringing a car with all of our gear. Or hell, in some cases, people are most likely to do this with these, these cargo vans to make them look cool, make them look good. Go into the aftermarket world and have fun. Well, some of those putting a ninja or a katana into the back of it not the mortal combat fighters but they're putting street bikes back into these cargo vans and they're bringing them to the tracks and then the van gets to sit in the sidelines well some of these guys got the idea why don't we make them look good we make these cargo vans look good 
And they said, well, let's go one step up. And it's got the same tires as my uh, GTR home. It's lower. It's got the front spoiler. Like, it, it, it's pretty cool. Let's, uh, let, let's give it a little bit more power. And in Japan, they actually have racing circuits with these cargo vans flying around the tracks racing. These guys get to race twice in a weekend, racing in the cargo vans, racing on their street bikes. All because van culture, especially in Japan, is huge. Aftermarket vans. Sure, it's a country that has tons of great, you know, sports cars. When you look at the GTR, the Supras, the, you know, Sylvias, the S2000s, the NSXs. But a lot of people can't go out and afford to spend their money on that or have a parking space for that, along with a vehicle they need to go back and forth to work in every day. So they've had these key vans. The van market is huge. It's big. But over in the European marketplace, people more likely to you know, do vans similar to that that they have in Japan. These big cargo vans are the ones pulling their cars to the track. MSRT has built rally cars for Ford. But MSRT doesn't like to show up to the track pulling their own cool racing cars with just a standard vehicle. Well, since they did aftermarket tuning to build rally-inspired racers for the street or even rally, actual rally cars for the off-road market, they decided to spruce up the vehicles. Like we said in the European marketplace, people don't, you know, they have mid-sized trucks, but some of these people cruise around in these vans because they can carry their tools and everything else with them as well. Well, MSRT has done that, and they've done the, the transit customs. Back in 2018, I wrote an article kind of looking at these vans. You know, this this is a van that I would actually go out of my way and purchase. I'd be like, yeah, you can give me that where I can fit some people in it and go, you know, drive around. At least I can carry everybody in my vehicle and still look really cool at it. The MSRT from 2018 Ford Transit Custom Passenger Van is one of those ones. The Transit on its own was a rave in design. It started to set a new benchmark for van design in the European marketplace, making them look better than they once were. Like we said, take a look at the Econolines in the early 90s and into the 2000s for Ford. They're bland, they're boring. Oh, at the very end, they tried to make them, you know, have the F-350 front end on them, kind of make a transport inspired, you know, the Dodge Creative with their trucks. But they tried to put this on their van. It's not really something to look at and say, that, that would look good custom. But MSRT on the other side of the pond was taking these Ford vans and making it look better. They even had their own special custom version of this van painted the exact same as their MSRT WRC Ford Focus. They made them look the same, painted the same. You weren't cool because you raced around the track on you know the fastest car you could find. You're also cool in the way you show up. These vans were getting better. They're getting cooler. And like we said, over in Europe, people love them. They're amazing. They were cool. They were fun. They didn't need to have tons of power because they're just driving around here and there. But big companies like Ford were over there. The biggest minivan manufacturer and sales rep in the U.S., Chrysler Corporation, wasn't over there. But they were in North America. And the caravan thought about it. They decided to do a concept back in 1998. And then again in 2004. They looked at it and said, you think we can make this caravan look even better? And the RT concepts came out showcasing what you can do with North American vehicles. Well, you can make the minivan look better. We can go back to 1989 and relive the fun of that caravan turbo. Unfortunately, it didn't have the turbo, and it didn't have much more than a standard caravan. The RT was just basically a design package. Toyota saw this and decided, hey, let's do it as well. Same with Chrysler. The Pacifica S came out. They wanted a sporty version of it. And then you also get like the Toyota Sienna XSE. Interesting, but not at all cool as the Renault Traffic Formula E. The V-Class AMG. The MSRT Rally-inspired Transit Connect. 
North America and our sport versions were nothing cool. Take a look at 2023 in the Vauxhall Vivaro GS. That is cool. That is a cargo van I would roll up to in my business. An Odyssey Sport from 2023? Like, really? You added some black accents and bug lights and thought, oh yeah, we're going to look at this thing and we're going to think it's cool. We're going to want that. No. The aftermarket scene in the North American marketplace kind of dissipated. During the Fast and the Furious days of the early 2000s, everybody was getting into the aftermarket world. And some people, you know, were building these amazing S2000s, NSXs, Supras, GTRs, going to the tracks. In North America, we tow them with trucks. We're, we're a truck market. We don't use vans to tow our cars around. If we have no choice, we'll do it, but all in all, we'll go out and get our trucks but some of these kids their parents wanted to get involved and you know their parents drive a minivan and then ask their kids well you know we like showing up we'd like to be part of it and i want to try it out once and their kids would be like you know i'll play my laptop and i'll see what i can do with your privia and they started adding aftermarket kits similar to the ones brought over from the japanese marketplace you're getting body kits lowering springs full suspension for racing low riding cruising body kits Colors, graphics, like anything you can think of from the aftermarket world that you can buy and literally put on your Honda Civic in your backyard, you can do to these vans as well. The market never shot off like it did in Europe and Asia, but with more North American sport-inspired vans, we're kind of we're kind of here. It's kind of cool. And in the early 2010s, out comes this music video. It's on the net. Hell, you can even find shorter versions of it on TV. But a well-known rapper from the 90s. And into the early 2000s, who was a big guy behind, you know, the plays of Fast and Furious back in the day when the franchise had taken off, Mr. Busta Rhymes drops a beat and does a commercial called the Swagger Wagon. What was a Swagger Wagon? Swagger Wagon. In the music video is a Toyota Sienna XSE. It is a sport-inspired cruiser for a van. It's not major aftermarket modifications to it. It doesn't even have an aftermarket name. But dropping the sick beats from Busta Rhyme in this music video, hell, anybody would, would hear the song and go, yeah, I... I want a swagger wagon. And I want that model because I don't want really to look like a tool driving this van just because, you know, I gotta bring around a few more kids or more junk inside of it. Where in Japan, they customize these cars and they turn a Noah from Toyota into the GR Sport to go fast around the back tracks. Hell, even going drifting in the mountains. These things are built for fun. European marketplace is made to look good. And in North America, they're just fans. The minivan market was dying out by these days when the Swagger Wagon music video came out. So the industry never truly blew up in the North American marketplace, but that's also because minivans are on their way out. European and Asian marketplaces, not as big as they once were, but they're still there. These amazing aftermarket products to make the blandest, most boring products in the world look even better is kicking around. Sure, it's not once was waterbeds and strobe lights and minibars that it once was. But today, where those products were made to go cruising around, either a little bit of side pipes and loud noises, or dropping it like it's hot and cruising a lowrider style like Cheech and Chong. They look cool, and they looked like it was going to be fun. Where the 60s set the stage as the shaggin' wagons for the microbuses, the 70s made those shaggin' wagons truly rockin'. Because don't come a-knockin' when those fans are rockin'. Into the 80s, where vans get fun and fast. The 90s, when we start saying, let's let mom take her grocery getter and look good in it. To the early 2000s, 2010s, and even now, aftermarket modifications to vans is there. The marketplace is there. And is it really going to go anywhere else? Is there a future for it? As we make the conversion over to autonomous vehicles and electric powerification? Yeah. 
Aftermarket vans will be a thing in the future. Take a look at it at the General Motors Cruise Omega. Cruise is one of those autonomous pods for the future. Canoe is more of a, an Uber-style vehicle where somebody buys it and can shuttle around as many people. A miniature bus dedicated to going point to point. Well, who's going to want to own one of these things? Think about it. If I had to get a job where I'm an Uber driving around, picking up people, do you think I want to do it in a standardized looking canoe? Or do you think I want to drop it like it's hot? Put some big tires and wheels, some hydraulics, along with the fully well-done interior, color-coordinated, and nice and fuzzy. Yeah. We could make this the party wagon if we really want to get into it. We can enter other industries and make it a true shagging wagon, but no. The aftermarket industry is going to be there for this industry. Autonomous pods are going to need to look good too. Eventually, you're going to get that one person who buys it for a business who really wants to make a statement and say, I want this to look good. Similar to that, it has some European transport drivers add customized features to their transports. Custom autonomous multi-person vehicles are the future of this industry. Because as we've seen before, the aftermarket industry is alive and true in every part of the automotive world. Vans may not seem like the number one thing you want to customize, but it is there. And there is a market for it. If you can have a car show every year called Van Stock, then the market still exists. I don't know about you, but I haven't heard of coupe stock or convertible stock lately. But van stock still kicking. So all in all, the aftermarket industry is abundant in every part of the segment. Nearly every style of vehicle will has an aftermarket version of it. And similar to that of CUV aftermarket, vans are not one of those high priority marketplaces where everybody wants to get into and make these things look amazing and great. It's a van, for God's sakes. I, you know, bring me and my 30 kids in it. I bring me and, you know, my work buddies in it. I bring me and, you know, the party office in it. It's not something cool. It's not something fast. It's not something you think of when you want to look cool. But there's always going to be that one person who wants to be different. And that's why this aftermarket version exists in the world today. Because of people like the father I saw going down a main throughway in the province of Quebec. And his license plate said, Dad's Toy. Is a 2006 Honda Odyssey dropped right to the ground. Wide wheel flares for larger tires and bigger rims. Blacked out windows painted in the nice sandy gold color. Now, this thing was decked out. This is like something I looked at and when it came by me, I said, that is cool. I want that. I don't care if it's a minivan. Because of people like that, this market is going to be around for a long time. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, and comment on any of the major social feeds. Check us out. We are there. And if you want to try and find me, the host of the Autolux podcast, send me an email at email at autolux.net. Want to find out more about the podcast? Want to find out how to be a sponsor? Um, how to support us? Email us at email at autolux.net. Well, we hope you've enjoyed listening to the Autolux podcast, a production of Ecom Entertainment and the Autolux.net website. You can find us on all major social media platforms from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram and even Tumblr. We are there under the Autolux or Autolux.net name. Share us on any of the major social feeds. Help us get out there. Leave us a comment and tell us how we did on any of the social feeds or streaming sites. Because the more you get the word out there, the more we get out there. And the more we can help everybody else in this big, amazing automotive world. And after that, please stop by the Autolux.net website. Check out some of the corporate websites and even do some ratings while you're kicking around our rated page on the Autolux.net website. Though for myself, Everett J, the whole Autolux team here, strap yourself in for this one fun, pretty cool ride that the minivan aftermarket will take us on.